podcast where we talk about things with one super special guest every week. Just sit back, relax, and hear us speak on This Is Happening, the podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to This Is Happening. This is Nathan Streifel. And this is Eric Morris. So, we've decided to take it on the road. We are here <laughs> in Santa Fe. Woo-hoo! With one of our faves, Georgie Leahy, yeah. with whom we're doing a spin-off podcast, more to come soon, or maybe already, who knows when this will air. Who but knows? We yes. don't know, but then today we are in Santa Fe and we are joined by the illustrious Paul Jeffrey, whose career uh, spans theater and film and television and spans London and the Caribbean and <laughs> the United States and is someone who's just a dear, dear friend of mine um, and, and, now mine. and family <laughs> of mine uh, because I've known him since I was very young and he took really good care of me in London when I was there visiting. Anyway, Paul, yes, welcome. Hello, thank you. Hi. Hello, everybody. Welcome from Santa Fe. Yes, I mean, we do have listeners from around the world, especially in Indonesia and places. We We don't know why. Jakarta. What's the appeal? Love it. (laughs) But we are, you know, and we're, so we're actually starting to like branch out and join you. So perhaps, you know, maybe we'll be in a town wherever you're listening soon. Invite us. <laughs> yeah. Fly us out there. We'll come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's nice to have Georgie join us because we're working on, you know, some other projects with Georgie. So it's great. And also Georgie is British and Paul is British. So hopefully there's like some, you know, synergy there. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Common experiences. You've also... You've, Wait, uh, he's you've from North in... and I'm from South of the River. So I don't know. You're both, sorry. Right. Well, there's no friend. rivalry. Okay, was it Arsenal <laughs> that you were a fan of? Mm-hmm. I mean, you lived near I hate there. Arsenal. Uh, you see? Uh-oh. West Ham. West Ham, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, it's true. I'm sorry, too. <laughs> yeah. So what we do try to do with our guests, um, and we you know, we did this with, with Georgie, we, we delved deep into Georgie's life, but with Paul, we, you know, we'd like to talk about the arc of your your career and your, you know, your your creative journey over the years. Um, so, where are you from? So, I'm from London, and I went to school in London, and, but my background is that my mother, um, on my father's side, was Hungarian, and she and her husband sent my father to England way back in the late 40s after the end of the Second World War, because mm. they could see what was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he went to London and studied naval architecture. Why he wanted to be a naval architect, there are no seas in Hungary anywhere. Well, <laughs> yeah, but he dreamed he big. Did, yes. He's like, I want to go to the ocean. So yes. he went, and then my, my um, grandparents fled in the revolution in 1956. Mm. The Hungarian Spain Revolution. Yeah, Hungarian. Okay. Well, uh, your grandparents? So, yeah. In 56? Yeah. Okay. And so my dad, who was at that point traveling around the world doing marine engineering, so okay. I was brought up by my grandparents. And my grandmother had been an actress in the National Theatre in Budapest. Oh, wow. In the 1930s. Do you speak Hungarian? Yeah, a little bit. But oh, wow. Of course you do. I love. How do you, say, <laughs> so, how do you say hello in Hungarian? How do you say hello in Hungarian? Yeah. 
you're a girl if it was good morning or you're a girl. You're a god if it was you know, in the evening. It's the wow. evening now, so, so, yeah. so, so what is, say that again, what is it? Yoe Sokat. Yoe Sokat. Yoe Very good. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so then I'm in school, and I think I want to do what my dad does, and that's be a marine engineer, and then I go to sea for six months, or six oh, weeks nice. during the summer, wow. and realized, no, nah, I don't want to do this. No, no, no. <laughs> so what are the acting? Yeah, so my grandmother had been been an actress, and then I was asked to be in a school play that was about this Czech philosophy student called Jan Panak who burnt himself to death in the Wenceslas Square in this Prague Spring. Oh, wow. oh was it like course. himself in a little... It was in 1968? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
And it was set in the country just after the Second World War, and I was the, the son of the lady who'd lost her husband in the war. She had this big house, mm. so she was taking and paying guests, and that was how they were surviving. And it was mm. a crusty old colonel from the war, and a mad Austrian musician. It does sound like Chekhov. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then one night, in the middle of the night, in a snowstorm, there's a knock on the door, and in walks Ingrid Bergman, who's broken down in her car with her husband and her daughter. The character? The, no, the person. Were, she was a character. She was a character, yes. Yeah. She and her husband had broken down in their Rolls Royce. Which daughter? Wow. Pia Lindstrom? Was the daughter Pia Lindstrom? No, the daughter was this German actress. Who's no, I know, but the, the her actual daughter was Pia Lindstrom. No, yes, I think so. The oldest one, the, the oldest Swedish one. one. Yes. But it was a great for a juvenile. Oh. Great. So you were on the West End. Yeah. So you went to hang out. You got the part. You were asked to do it. You got the part. Wow. The part, and it was with Dame Wendy Hiller and Ingrid uh. Bergman, and she was so sweet to us as kids. Wait, so Ingrid Bergman thing. was actually in it? Yeah. It was the last thing she ever did. Uh, uh, oh, oh my! I wasn't oh my getting that. Goodness. Oh my goodness! Oh, was it? So, so she, there was too oh much information we were Oh my god! Wow! I did not know this about you that you did the last. Play with Ingrid Bergman. Wow. She was so wonderful to us kids. She'd have us for tea in between the matinee and the evening mm. show on Saturday. She had a flat in Sloan Square. Oh my oh, god. So sweet. She that's was like a big mother hen. And she was, I, I don't think Dame Wendy's still with us, but no, anyway, so she Dame isn't. Wendy Hill, who was, she sort of thought of herself, well, she was a fantastic theatrical actress. And so she was yeah. miffed that she got the sort of second best dressing room that Ingrid Bergman had started. <laughs> well, so Ingrid Bergman was some true movie star. But she went, yeah, but she went, oh, and she had, oh, you have it, Dame Wendy, you should have that dressing room. So she went to oh, the So dressing. generous. And I every night that. outside the stage door, there was a line every night. We were sold out for six months in mm. a six-month run. This is your first West End thing. Yeah. I'm going to appear, appear in the West End as a juvenile actor. And I'm like, you know what? You know it's what? gonna be with Ingrid Bergman and Wendy <laughs> Miller. Maybe I'm not asking Ingrid to join me. <laughs> so, so there was a line, yes. No, it was, well, of these old, they used to call them stage door Johnnies. Yeah, these old gentlemen with their face. Hoping to meet Ingrid with, Bergman with bunches of flowers every night. The whole wow. night. She would come out and they would present her. Mm. She'd be very gracious. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah, she. Sweet. I mean, honestly, she's my favorite actress. I love. I love, um, love Cass. You know Casablanca, but yeah. I love Notorious with her. Yeah. It's you know the the um, Alfred Hitchcock movie with her and Cary Grant, and she plays a a spy, and she you know she goes to it's South America and it's about Nazis and things, and she's just one You've of the most true that on the podcast before. I've never seen it. I need to check that one. She's out. one of the most true actresses, yeah. like in film. She just like she you know in that. It was so stylized in that time mm-hmm. that when she became a movie star, and people, so people were doing things, but her work is so true. It's naturalistic. She it's naturalistic. It was she's way ahead of its time. And okay. she was just yeah. being herself. Yeah. 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 But she was able she to was access like, her emotions yeah. Yeah. in a way that drew you in in just a beautiful way. And I think it's one of the things that makes her work so timeless. And yeah. And you acted with her. No, it was she great. Went, During the uh, run, I got cast in this commercial for Dubonnet that was with this Cockney actress who was great back in the early 70s. What is Dubonnet? It's a, like a little parity uh, drink. Yeah. Oh, sure. They were doing a spoof Casablanca. Mm. And I got hired to play Sergio, the Russian barman. Mm. And when Ingrid heard, she thought it was hysterical. <laughs> That's <laughs> so funny. So She's like, you so, go, yeah, get that yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll so be good. It was good. It was good. <laughs> 
but, so that, but but so tell us about working with her. Like what your part? How did you you interacted with her? How we did so, scenes with her? Yeah, the the, the stage, whole thing the set was really all one. It was one set. It was the drawing room of this big old country house. Right. That's always. Was the name of the playwright? Doesn't matter. No. You said it was the English Chekhov, and you didn't it mention from it. Wales, I think. But okay, well, the, the Welsh, Welsh the Welsh Chekhov. <laughs> is fine. Waters, and the name of it was called Waters what? of the Moon. Waters of the Not Moon. As some tourists asked me one set of the afternoon. Uh, can you tell me where Waiters of the Moon is on? <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> Waiters. The, the final moon. West Waiters End of appearance moon. of Inger Bergman, yeah. and Wendy Hiller was remarkable as well. Yeah. She continued to work, I imagine, yes, after she that. She, yes, she, she, was was murder, she was in Murder on the Orient Express, the original one with um, Albert Finney, mm. who died yesterday as per oh, yeah, for 82. Did you work with him? Such a legend. Yes, I did, yeah. He Tell did. us about Albert Finney. He was a great guy. I just did a couple of TV things with him. A couple of he TV was, things. Yeah. He was very good. I mean, all that, his generation were a real kind of wild guys they yeah. were because they really kind of were, in the wrong they generation. were revolutionary against you know the the i mean obviously john gilgood and and olivier are brilliant you know for what they yeah. did but but albert finney was doing something different it was like yeah, be real and angry just young men and angry mm-hmm. and yeah. and more more authentic yeah, yeah which is what which is what i was saying Ingrid bergman was doing anyway right which i think yeah. which is why i loved her so much yeah, she was wonderful, and those guys were all great. And I, I what an auspicious start to your career! Yeah, I was very lucky, a lot of luck, and it happened again when I in my first big movie part. Was, that was again luck. It was just, yeah, I went off for this part to play King Arthur in this Excalibur movie that John Borman was making, and um, I went back probably four or five times, and it just finally this is right before Christmas. And my agent called me and said, no, it's just, sorry, you know, he's tried and tried, but he's just, you're just too young. He just doesn't think you're old enough for the role. Right. And I went, okay, all right, that's fine. And then so Christmas came and went, and then I went for dinner at a dinner party in South Kensington with a couple guys, that, the one of whom had gone to acting school with me. And there was this Irish writer, Edna O'Brien, sitting next to me, who I very vaguely knew. He was a very famous Irish book writer, storyteller. She was always... Great romantic. Oh, Paul, is your heart broken, dear? Always. So, what are you? What are you doing? And I, and I thought I had a flab moment. I thought, well, I could just say nothing, and I didn't say nothing. I said, well, I just very nearly got a really good part in what I think is going to be a great movie. So, what's that? So it's a thing called Excalibur that John Borman is going to be directing. And she went, oh, and what are we going to be? I was a King Arthur, but I think I'm too anyway. Other stuff came up. I didn't think any more about it. And then two days later, my agent called and said, oh, John wants to see you again, um, but this time for Percival, for, to play Sir Percival, who's the knack that gets the Holy Grail at the end. And it's really his movie for the last third, so it was actually a better part, really. Yeah. Amazing. It yeah, was, you want so, to close out the movie. Yeah. yeah. Your part, I mean, you, so your then, part is amazing. I went, it's, a, it's a brilliant yeah. film, yeah. Well, anyway, I got the part, and yeah. then I found out afterwards that it was because she the next night she'd gone to a dinner party and was sitting next to John Borman because he has a house in Ireland in Wicklow and she was chatting she said oh I just met this kid I was going to be and that's how it happened oh, so wow <laughs> oh, yes yeah. I need more people to talk about me all the time and, and, and Excalibur had an incredible cast I mean Liam Neeson is yeah, in yeah, it yeah it was his first film he was a plumber working as a plumber in uh, Dublin, and you? also um, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, she was established, but uh, Kieran Hines, who went on to have a great career, that was his first yeah, movie. Yeah. 
and some other, and lots of other people. Lots of people. Oh, well, who's that, that stage actor who played King Arthur? Yeah, Nigel, Nigel, Nigel Nicole, Nigel Nicole Williamson. Nicole Williamson played Merlin. Merlin, okay, yes. And he was a. This was a very big hit in like 1980, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah. And John Borman had made um, what's that movie with Burt Reynolds? The Point Blank? Oh, no, no. You, no, the one that was set in the... Previous. John Boyd and Bert Reynolds. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Deliverance? Yes. Good job. John John Borman is a very successful filmmaker and made all kinds of different films, and Excalibur was a very big hit at the time. Yeah. And you got a very amazing showcase role yeah, in it. it's very lucky. Because the last yeah, third of the movie is really off. It's you alone in the woods. Yeah. A questing. lot of it. Oh, questing, you know. Questing. For questing. the grail. Questing and for the grail. Where's the grail? It's freezing out here. Yeah, I'm cold. Well, it was filming in Ireland where it rained every day. Oh, of course. And the thing yeah. is, as you probably know, rain doesn't register on film. Except oh. in a very tight close-up, you might see a drip coming off the visor of my helmet. Mm-hmm. So it was just, we just filmed anyway, because... Right. They were yeah. like, we don't care. Yeah, we it's raining. We're not <laughs> going to yeah, not yeah, shoot. That miserable. Well, so <laughs> you have to trudge <laughs> through the fine. mud in the woods. It was fine. It was kind of authentic. So, you know. Well, but, the yeah, search you, shouldn't be easy, right? But you right, don't, right. and you don't mind if, like, if you have this amazing part and no, a really John Borman film. It's like, do anything. Oh, we're... It's raining in Ireland? Yeah. That's fine. I'm good. No, you know, just go do it. No, it was great. It was terrific. It yeah. Was really good. It you was weren't a diva. Months. You weren't a diva back then. Well, yeah. Paul is not a diva now. Paul is like <laughs> one of the sweetest people who's ever lived, <laughs> as far as great. I've known. I mean, just a lovely, lovely person. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Um, and so then, <laughs> then, then, did you do, you must have done more work on the stage. I mean, I remember when I, I met Paul... Probably seven years after that, um, because it must have been in '87. Yeah. When I when I was, I was, <laughs> when I came to London to work uh, at, for an internship with a member of Parliament, mm-hmm. Simon Burns. That's right. Um, yes, I mean there are you know our our younger um, people were just born then. We were just being born, right? Around. No, I was just getting excited you mentioned my year, but now everyone yeah, knows but, how old I am. But so that, I, oh no. I want to ignore we'll that cut comment. This. We'll cut this. Joking, I'm joking. <laughs> we'll cut 97, this. 97, I'm You were in 2007? No, but yeah, so I had an internship with a member of parliament and I was living in London and so, and, and you know, Sue, um, Paul's wife, is, you know, an old is is my family um you know was my aunt um and so i was living in london and you know that's i actually think that paul no i met you the year before we were visiting london that's right the year before in 86 i was coming from performing bach in in portugal mm. i had a much more glamorous life back then i'm trying to get back to that um <laughs> <laughs> but so i you picked me up at the airport. That's how mm, we met. That's right. That's right. We, my my parents were meeting us in London, but you came to the airport, and I, you know, it, right from the get go, you were just so welcoming. I mean, just yeah. so lovely to have someone 
that I never met before, like come to the airport and pick me up and said, "Hello, I'm Paul. Yes. I'm going <laughs> to take you to wherever, like you know, some hotel." I love the old Bristol motorbike. It was a very nice car. Like <laughs> yeah, that. and then we all took a little trip somewhere. Maybe <laughs> we went to, to Oxford. Oxford. Yeah. yeah, Oxford. I love Oxford. Yeah. We stayed on there. It was beautiful. We went on a little boat on the Thames and a little picnic. It was such oh, a lovely nice. way to meet because yeah. I mean Sue, you know, it's just my heart. I love Sue and. Um, you hadn't even had you hadn't had children yet, and it was just That's early right. on, and yeah. and uh, so that was the year before. And then the next year, I was living in London, so whenever I had some time, or whenever you would all you would invite me to yeah, your you place, with us for a few days I stayed, and you invite me to dinner. Yeah. It just was so so lovely. But often when I was in London, then and later, you know, I, I would call up Paul, and he would say, "Oh, you know, if you happen to have some time." I, I'm, I'm in a miniseries. It's airing now. Turn on your TV. Oh, turn on to Channel Four. It's on right now. Is like the man address or something like that. It's like yeah, a. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember because like I was at a place and we were like, yeah, just turn on this channel, and he was literally there on TV. <laughs> Some miniseries yeah, about a about a soccer. Yeah, it was a great club. It was a great story. It was Sherry Lungi who'd been in Excalibur playing um, Nigel Terry's Winnipeg. And she, so the theory, the sort of premise of the story was that you'd have an English top flight Premier League club being managed by a woman. That was, and it was sort mm. of a revolutionary idea. And the reason that it worked in the story was because her father in the story was the head of FIFA in Italy. So they had a mm. federal body mm-hmm. service, sort of. And I played her trial attorney husband, her sister, mm. barrister husband. But it was good. It was Channel 4, one of their biggest hits. It went for two seasons. And oh, well. Wow, what was it? The manageress? The manageress. It's called the manageress. The manageress. Oh, has there been a female manager since? For no, it hasn't. Although there's no. going to be one, apparently, next season. Oh, oh really? Yeah, in Europe. Sometimes. Maybe the manageress will have, like, a yeah. kind of a re- rebirth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. Well, it was a funny series because everybody got glued. People that... Not well, football fans, and there's lots of them in it. Mm. Not so, yeah. so, at the end of the first yeah. season, my wife takes her team to Italy at the invitation of her dad to play an Italian team in a kind of competition game. And during the course of them being in Italy, my wife has this one night stand with the manager of the Italian team. And that sort of closes out the first season. So, I'd be going to the butchers, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and the <laughs> I can't believe she did that. I can't. That <laughs> bitch. And like, yeah. and then, but the best was like, I going to meet a friend of mine in the pub in Covent Garden, around the corner from Coots Bank, which is his fancy. Oh, yeah, bank. yeah. I know exactly where you are. Yeah, and so around the corner in this pub, and it was lunchtime, and they're all the, because the people that worked at Coots, that were sort of, they were all always in these uniforms and things, it's the Queen's Bank. Totally. And I was meeting this yeah. friend, and... Um, I had to make my way through these this gaggle of guys and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that geezer. Yeah. You know, the one whose wife fucked the Italian. That <laughs> <laughs> <A> geezer. That <laughs> geezer's wife fucked the Italian. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, so. yeah, it becomes so real, doesn't it? Like, yeah. people yeah. watching stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, my experience when you were living in the UK, you were working a lot, you know, and yeah. then you also speak French fluently and beautifully, yeah. and so you you do French. Yeah, um, yeah. I had a lot of fun doing that too. That was great. It was just it was somebody who actually a French producer who'd seen Excalibur and the Major and said, "Oh, 
And the reason I spoke French is I'd fallen in love with a Parisian girl. Mm. As one does. As you do. do. (laughs) We were doing this avant-garde theatre in Paris at the Charles de Gaulle Theatre. And anyway, long story short, I could speak French. (laughs) Long story short. (laughs) I became fluent in French. French. (laughs) (laughs) And led to a lot of work in France and Montserrat. (laughs) Yeah, it did. And and, yeah, lots of, so I was relationship and then finally the last bit of that was after about five years of working over there it was winter sue was pregnant with our first child mm, yes and she was seven months pregnant and the phone rang and it was just after january just after christmas it was freezing no work and my director said well how do you like to spend the next five months in the caribbean Mm-hmm. I said, je vais réfléchir. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, was it Montserrat? No, no it, was it was Guadeloupe. Better. I, I thought it was, no, Montserrat was not. So and nice. so we went up to this, this two seasons of this thing that was a really camp, funny cross between Hawaii Five-O and Miami Vice where there was a Guadeloupe guy who had been in a detective force in Paris and resigned because of the corruption. So we went back home to Guadeloupe. He wanted to play sax with his jazz band, and I got thrown up with the RAF, <laughs> the flying, flying my jet drunk to Paris to hook up with him. So what I'm going to do is... Uh, really you get thrown in the army for that. Oh, yeah, wow. Second World War plane and do that. Up. And this and was all in French? All in French, yeah. In Guadeloupe. Is Guadeloupe, so Guadeloupe a French yes, colony yeah, it's or territory? Département de France, but it's, mm. it's an island. Right. So it's 7,000 miles away, but it's an internal domestic play. So this was oh, for French cool. television. For French television, yeah. but shot in Guadeloupe for yeah. five months. Yeah, nice. That's it was great. very nice. Yeah, it was. Was that where Oliver was born, or did yeah. he? Yeah, he was born in Guadeloupe. So Actually, Sue went for the production. No, yeah, she came. Well, she said, "You're not leaving me here seven months pregnant while you go." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Ticket to Guadeloupe. So she was Daisy. Who she, so oh, Daisy. We had to get okay. Daisy was there. She was. Okay. And I shall tell you so. So you got to full term and, and there's a French and I was kind of negotiating with the French gynecologist or OPGYN they say here. Yeah. And <laughs> Sue got to full term and and the gynecologist wanted her to be induced and she said, No, I'm not no. My first child was two weeks late, I'm not being induced. So the lady was like, Okay, all right. But we got two weeks after that and the lady said, No, you have to be induced tomorrow morning at twelve o'clock noon. Because in Guadeloupe, in Guadeloupe, because you're in the clinic, because your 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 placenta is not going to be feeding the baby, and you mm. have to do it. So, right. eleven fifty that night, I get the it's coming, it's coming, jump <laughs> up <laughs> over there, the place, run down the, into the car, drive to the clinic. Sue's got her hand on my thigh like that, gripping it. Yeah, I scream to a halt in in the parking lot in front of the gates of the clinic, and Sue lets out this huge scream. And whoa, there's Daisy right in the front seat of the car. No, are yeah. you kidding? No. Stop it! No, was born I, in the I, car. I, I, yeah, and then and then the the lady who was on night, she heard her scream and she came running out, and I can remember all these disposable gloves going up in the she's going, oh look above them, look above them, and she leaned out oh. the window, cut the cord with the scissors. Daisy and Mum went up to spend the night in the clinic. Wow. Took her home the next day. I had a bruise, the shape of Sue's hand, for two yeah. months. After. For two oh, months. Oh, 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 o
Wow. That's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. And we spent the morning with that very daughter of That's yours, right. Daisy. Oh, right. We just met Daisy. Yeah. At her beautiful store. So I just bought the best <laughs> denim jumpsuit oh, ever. Nice. Yeah. Got some nice earrings. I'm so happy to get it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Our friend David has a lovely outfit. I got a lovely hat. She didn't tell us she was born in a car in Guadalupe. She didn't say. No, no. You didn't get into that. Not only born in a car. That's her father, so she doesn't remember. Flying through a car. <laughs> yeah. she, doesn't, she doesn't remember. That's why she doesn't tell that story. But that's why she's kind of chill because she spent her first six weeks on a hundred. She's super chill. Yeah. Yeah, she's got that she? Caribbean. So, yeah. She's really yeah. She's so cool and laid back. Yeah. Yeah. And and so stylish and now running a store, owning a store. So how Love. did um how did you get to the US? How did that come about? Ah, that's useful. Well, it's not really. It is. Well, you know what? Because that's what I was saying. Like when I was when I would see you in the UK, and you know, you were working a lot. Yeah. You know, but Sue had come to Santa Fe um, earlier and had lived here for a while and missed it and wanted to come back. Yeah. And Paul is just so lovely. He's like, sure, I'll give up my career. <laughs> and I'll move to Santa Fe with you to raise our children. So Sue had I mean, discovered that to me of, like you did. It kind of is how it turned out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I you mean, kind of just told the story. Well, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, you him. still do work. But you, you went away from the work that was consistent. and Well, it's not, yes, that's true. But also the, the political time Maggie Thatcher was in charge. And mm. she hated the arts. Yeah. And mm. this one year, she made all the independent television companies... Oh. bid for the franchise for the next year's season. So the result of that was that no independent companies, not the BBC, but all the independents, ITV, all that. Right. Granada. They, I was in the only film made that year. It was a remake of Wuthering Heights that Paramount That's did because nobody wanted to make any programs. That was with Ray Fiennes, yeah. right? Yeah, because if they didn't get the franchise, they wouldn't have a platform for their product. Oh, wow. So, so the work was drying up. It dried up. And then there was... London was getting really crowded, really expensive. Super expensive. Super expensive. I mean, you, you know. It hasn't changed. Yeah. <laughs> so we just I mean, said, come on, all right. Georgie also up. took that leap and moved to LA. Come on, I want to hear more about Georgie, not about Hi, that. this isn't okay. my podcast. I'll tell you at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so we, anyway, there we go. Decide to leave. You did then make the move here to, to Santa Fe, which I love. I mean, yeah. I love Santa Fe. Yeah. I love this town. Um, and it's beautiful. And how, how have you liked that transition? Well, it's been here? great because ultimately I realized by the time I got to be legal, you know, the kids were in school, we had a roof over our heads, we were living here, oh. which is an amazing place to live. Really is. Yes. Really is. Amazing. Really amazing. And I was at that time director of an art gallery on Canyon Road and so, you know, making a living. And I thought, you know, I, and I didn't want to bring my kids up in Los Angeles, to be honest. I just did not. That That's one sense. thing, yeah. So That's why I'm not I, breeding. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, I'll just wait when they, you know, grow up and do their thing. And I'll just see if I can get back into it. And that's sort of what I've done. So I've had a long time. Well, I mean, I did a lot of theatre and stuff in between. But I've just, in the last few years, been doing a little bit more, a little bit more. So Yeah. Well, as people, you know, yeah. if you take any time, if you're not, like, in people's minds, and you know, yeah. in, in, in and out of people's offices, casting things, sure. it's hard to, like, but... But there, you know, there are there's there's work that happens here. I mean, uh, New Mexico does still have a tax incentive. And yeah, Netflix is coming here. Yeah, which is great. That's where all the money is. Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So 
Yeah, let's let's get let's get Paul a Netflix series. Let's have you worked? Right. Yeah, have you worked on stuff through New Mexico, like acting yeah. stuff and yeah. filmed here and stuff? Yeah, is there so much oh, stuff sense. here now? But there is. Like every year, I mean, last year I just finished wrapped on something that I can't talk about because it hasn't aired yet, and then they have to be always stupid. Yeah, sure. NDAs, non-disclosure. The year before that, I did a nice role playing an English lord in Get Shorty, the MGM Epics TV series. Oh yeah, oh, that. very cool. Medical soul, and so yeah, there's this. Yeah, totally. Oh they, right, because that gets filmed here, and yeah. Breaking Bad all got filmed here. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're supposed to employ more actors here, but unfortunately, the belief in LA is that there aren't any good actors here, so they always try and get around that. Sure. But hopefully, yeah, with yeah. the new government here, the state government, the new mm-hmm. yes, governor, the new governor who she is behind very, the very film important. industry, yes. unlike Governor no. Susana Martinez, who was very anti. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. So I think there's good things happening in the future for us Santa Fe. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'll move here. That's a good thing happening in the future. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, you need to move here, but you have a lovely place to stay when you work here. I do, I know. It's so <laughs> relaxing here. Mm-hmm. It, the culture and the vibe is just, it just makes you be able to sit back, enjoy it. For what it is, and yeah, I wrote yeah. today for like an hour, and it was just me so too. Yeah, we were both just like we're just sitting, just front. If it's warm like enough, you go outside on that portal and just look at the view. It's oh, just it's yeah. just so nice. Yeah. And everyone that we've met, and all like the like the local stores have been so nice. People were so nice. I mean, yeah. our bartender today at La Fonda, you know, just wanted us wanted to tell us like. Go to these places, and you know they were so. Everyone has been yeah. really, really yeah. sweet. We were in a, we yeah. were in a soap shop, and I just started singing, and he was like, "I like your singing." Gave me a free soap. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and Daisy gave you a little free thing because you did. thought it was a tester, and you started <laughs> using it. Oh, hey, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, but um, that's true. No, but no, but it's just fun. so. No, it's just yeah, it's just magical here. Yeah, it reminds you, you what like what you're just missing. Yeah. When you're just constantly on the run, and I mean, not it's nice. on the run from the government. I mean, on yeah, the run, right, right. On the run right, from right. Lo- you know, just on the run no, in like, life. In your like, own life, and especially in Los Angeles or New York, or whatever, it's very like can be very fast paced, and you do need yeah. like you don't lovely to get away. All this magic, no. and all the food has just been awesome. Our food's yeah. been great. Speaking yeah. of, your you know, lovely Raul is making us a beautiful meal <laughs> which we are going to have to join them to do quite soon so in a few um, minutes in a few yeah. minutes in a few yeah. minutes but yes I well d- I'm just glad you guys got to be here and spend some time there at right? you know, I know it's, it's, so a, right. it's a real it's, it's a, such an honor it's to meet you thank you well you too you too <laughs> Um, yeah, isn't Georgie fun? She's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> he met me while I was asleep on the sofa. So. It's true. <laughs> I, I, I met Georgie. We had a little party at Georgie's house. Oh, wait, no, that's the joke. So I was talking about him. It's the same story. That's really funny. Yeah. I was just saying, because Paul just met me on the sofa asleep. Oh, so that's right. <laughs> we both. So I was asleep on a sofa in Georgie's house with, with our friend who lives with Georgie. And she kind of like came back late from a job and, you know, kind of um, joined us. I was Not... like, hi guys, and just lay on top of them. And I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't realize there was two of you. You thought it was just David, but no. I thought it was just David. I was like, oh, hi, who are like, you? Hello. <laughs> and then we ran away in an Uber together. And here oh. we are. We ran away all the way to Santa Fe. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a song. We ran away all the way to Santa Fe. In Uber, See, we just can't stop writing. Well, there's months in between, but yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, it's lovely. So anyway, thanks for joining us, Paul. Sure. It's um, lovely to meet you. Yeah, yes. it's so great. Yeah, it's great to meet you yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. Thank you and so much. And thank you for joining us for one of our... Uh, this is happening on the road. This is the first. I think our first on the road podcast. This is definitely our first. This is our first on the road. This is happening on the road. And if people want to check out your stuff, obviously the movie Excalibur that you were in and Withering Heights, and you were in Better Call Saul recently. Yeah, it's so and Thing. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Come on, I, no, I was laughing, I was laughing <laughs> about this yes, earlier, but he I don't want to get, interrupt. He doesn't get paid anymore if you watch this. <laughs> he doesn't no, care. But I felt, I felt the moment, I can't remember when it, it was during the podcast, but I don't want to interrupt. But you said something that was like really complimenting you. I was like, oh God, he's so English. So, <laughs> we can't take compliments. We just don't know what to do. When people are like, oh, I think you're just... So beautiful, and like, <laughs> or like if someone like gives me a compliment. Oh, I remember Eric was like, like "You're the sweetest person I've ever met." He was like, "Oh, that's very nice of you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice Do you know what? I was yeah, actually I was that. quoting your daughter who said yeah. that today. She said, t- they, "He's yeah, the she sweetest person in the world." Yeah. that's oh. what your daughter said, and I agree. You're the sweetest person I've met anywhere. That she also much sweeter said, than my father, much sweeter than my uncle. Not You're very, very sweet. Maybe sweeter than they're my father. Listening. My father's great. You I guys are terrible. She also said you had, she had fun <laughs> parents. And a lot of people yeah. don't say that they have fun parents. And That's why I was like, like, oh, but my parents are fun too. Are your parents are Are we going to have to have a competition now? You got fun parents. Your parents are fun. But it is funny with English compliments. Because I do the same thing. Someone will be like, someone will be like, yeah. Oh my god, you look so nice in that dress, and I'm like, oh, this whole thing, I'm hundreds of found yeah. it, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know what to, like, yeah. like, it's like, why can't I just say thank you? Right, right. I have to be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so no, it's true, it's because it's like, well, that's nice, thanks. Yeah, yes. we have to, like, mm, push it away. So right, It's a right. British thing. Yeah, it's self-deprecating. Mm. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Thank Anywhere. you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank Let's have you. dinner. Yes. Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you.